Hi, everyone, and welcome to Frankly, the energy podcast for founders. I'm your host, John Mishriki, where I'll be dealing it straight to you from entrepreneurs who have scaled and failed, investors who are passionate and have seen it all, and leading tech voices that are looking to build moonshots to change the way we live. All right, so hi, everyone. Uh, I wanted to welcome today uh, two uh, of our guests. The first is uh, Auden and the second is uh, Christoph. And uh, Auden and Christoph are uh, veterans in the energy industry and have been involved with building startups in this area for quite a while. So it's a pleasure to have both of them. Uh, I wanted, first of all, to uh, give some time so we can get to know more about their background and history. So I'll uh, pass it to Christoph. And can you uh, tell us some about, you know, yourself and about uh, your journey with Sonnen. Sure. Um, my name is Christoph, Christoph Osterman. Um, as you can hear, I'm German. <laughs> and um, uh, I'm an MBA by training, 49 years old. And um, Sonnen is uh, actually my fifth uh, startup experience. And uh, while well, I founded Sonnen uh, together with a friend um, uh, 10 years ago in 2010, um, after two preliminary years of, uh, of technology development. Zonen is one of the globally leading firms um, in this industry in residential energy storage. Today, big part of the business is not hardware anymore, it is software. Zonen is, um, apart from being a hardware supplier, also the largest operator of virtual power plants based on residential storage systems. We have globally around 700 employees today and uh, Zonen is since almost a year part of Royal uh, Dutch Shell. We got acquired um, uh, in March 2019. So um, not independent as a startup company anymore. Great, thank you. Uh, quite an interesting journey and uh, we'll be digging deeper into Sonnen and the learning experience of the product development and the acquisition and you know just, just your journey to, to, to all learn from it. it it must be a quite an interesting experience. But before doing that, I wanted to actually go back to Auden, get to know, uh, you know, more about his background and his journey and how he decided to join the tech stars and all the great stuff that he's doing. Thanks, John. So I'm Auden Abersness. I'm Norwegian. Uh, probably it's hard to hear, but um, I am currently heading up the Techstars um, uh, Energy Program, or what's now called the Equinor Plus Techstars Energy Accelerator, that is based out of um, Oslo, Norway. Um, this is an accelerator that's based inside Equinor offices. And um, before I set that up, I was a serial entrepreneur. I've started a few companies, I sold a company, I also teach innovation. Uh, at university in in Norway, I'm also a seed investor in a few um, energy companies. So I'm I've been on all sides of the table when it comes to you know helping entrepreneurs and also investing in them. So I've learned uh, some of the tricks and some of the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur for sure. Uh, Auden, um, I know uh, for tech stars it's always about team, 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 and I know you've invested in. 20 going on your 30 uh, startups right now, plus a bunch of other uh, seed investments on the side. So I really wanted to, to get your thought on what you look for when investing in team and what you've learned throughout this journey in investing in this large number of uh, startups. Mm. 
Yes, like you said, it actually boils down to the to the team. Uh, it, it sounds like a cliche uh, in a way. Everybody can say that it's all about the team, but it, it really is. And I think for myself and also for a lot of my other colleagues, other managing directors out there in Techstars, we have all been founders before. And I think that's one of our secret sauce in Techstars that we, we actually understand intimately what it take, takes to build uh, a success. Um, you know, sometimes uh, it actually quite easy for us to recognize the founders who actually will make it in the end and you know backing outstanding entrepreneurs who will never take no for an answer and simply just bulldoze through everything is what i love the most about uh, you know my job what is the common thread that you've seen in the 20 odd 30 startups that you invested as a team, it, you know, there's there's this talk that the the one man founder uh, does no longer exist in today's world. It could have existed in, in the past, but right now it's all about a founding team. So it's it's not really you, you can't really say it's uh, X Y Z because it's it's a little bit fluid. But uh, it always comes down to a set like a founding team. We extremely rarely accept like solo founders. It's it's usually a team. And when I interview them over video or when our team interview them over video, we look for certain um, kind of criteria and certain ways that also these founders work together. It's all about intellectual honesty and curiosity towards subjects, how they interact with each other and the respect they also show each other. And this all boils down to, you know, one really simple thing and it's coachability. You know, if a founder isn't coachable, in, in his um, appearance and how he kind of approaches us, we don't want to take him because that believes that he basically knows everything himself. And we surround them with a lot of really good mentors. And if, if the founders are not open, you know, really intellectually open towards mentorship, we cannot take them because then we cannot really help them. Thank you. Um, Christoph, uh, going on from that point, it why don't you take us through your journey behind creating your founding team? Well, in the beginning, we were two. Yeah? Um, and um, I think the profiles were very complementary. So I'm, I'm a, not a really creative guy. I can distinguish a good idea from a bad one and I can make something out of it. Whereas my co-founder is um, a, a very creative technical guy who is really coming with his mind from the market side of things and not from the technology side of things, which is very, very good and not easy to find from my point of view. Um, and I think it's extremely important to have a team that is really um, complementary and um, that also has a certain culture of sometimes even of, of disputing and, have, and, and defending different viewpoints and opinions in order to, to find a good solution. Of course, starting from there, with the ongoing growth of the company and the development of the organization, we built, of course, our management team, uh, um, which is today, I mean, we have today um, eight C-level uh, members um, in uh, the Zonen group running the company um, and the typical functions, uh, CEO, CFO, CTO, and so on and so forth. Um, I think um, a remarkable step was from my co-founder Thorsten after three years that he simply said okay being um, in the top management team is not my cup of tea I'm not 
a people's manager, I'm not a project manager, I don't like administration, I don't like managing people. So give me a budget, give me a small team, let me be creative, um, but leave the rest to somebody else. And this was the point when we hired a CTO and also a COO organizing the supply chain and the manufacturing because Thorsten simply decided to focus on what he's really good at, um, innovation. And this is, from my point of view, um, uh, very good because if you have a team where everybody knows exactly where the strengths and weaknesses are, uh, that really helps allocate the tasks and build a team that is really working together well and where everybody can, can contribute a very particular thing. I know you talked about how it took you, you know, uh, offline doing two years of product development with your founder, and then you uh, nicely landed on a, on, you know, your your target market. What would you, what would you have done different? Let's say if you didn't have the two years to wait to product develop, or is that the natural time that it just had to take its course? Um, how can you accelerate building hardware product in, in this space? Well, I think the best to do is really to use um, proven standard components and not to go for tailor-made um, special devices for cost reasons and also for reasons of reliability. Um, I would recommend to go to the market as soon as possible, get the experience there, listen to the customers, talk to them as often as you can. It's really the best thing you can do. Why don't you walk us, uh, Christoph, through the early days when you understood you were onto something? Um, how did you gain trust of your users and specifically because you indicated that you were going up against, you know, these large conglomerates that were ready in this space? Yes, um, I think what we tried is two things. First of all, we tried to be um, innovative and really fast on the technology side and doing things that nobody did before. Yeah? And we really differentiated by that because in the beginning we were a monopolist. We tried to do at the end of the day marketing but what we did is we told we told a story we told uh, the the world and the market and the customer a lot about the purpose why we are doing that and we told them uh, a story why our product is nicer and at the end of the day we achieved a very interesting thing so an emotional sell was was how you broke the the, the barrier in the, in the industry absolutely and what we did is actually we introduced a so-called Sonnen ambassador program where um, we um, triggered a little bit the pride of Sonnen battery owners and customers um, that demonstrated their device to their friends and neighbors and colleagues and whatsoever and we organized and paid parties at their house where they could show their device to their friends and tell them look I'm ahead of the curve. I'm not paying anymore for my for my electricity bill. I'm one of the innovators and I'm saving the planet as well. Interesting. Thank you for, for sharing. So, Christoph, uh, proof of concepts. Um, what's what's your experience with them, with Zonin? Uh, do you believe they're, I mean, you might not have the need to do proof of concept, but do you believe they're, they're a waste of time or do you believe they're, they're a necessity in, in, the, in the energy space? Um, I think proof of concepts are necessary, absolutely. I mean, if you want to play with with um, big corporates, you need to, to prove the pudding and to show them that you are able to deliver at the end of the day. And of course, from the point of view of the startup, um, the challenge is to distinguish when it is really a proof of concept that, that you need 
or when is it simply the wish of a corporate to get technology for free or an experience for free or whatever so, so i think it's both also the economic sense has to be considered from um, the point of view of the startup company because still it is a very big um, investment of resources uh, so i would not recommend to do as many proof of concepts as possible i would rather say the opposite do as less as as, as necessary but if they are necessary don't hesitate and do them so um, just to comment on these proof of concepts, I mean, one of the mistakes I see often that is that startups, they get so excited by, you know, having a proof of concept study with, you know, with a large corporate that they kind of tend to forget that if the proof of concept is successful, it needs to have a plan what will then happen. There needs to be clear expectations from, you know, if we do X and it's successful, then you as a big corporate have to do Y. That needs to be in the contract because a lot of a lot of contracts are just the proof of concept, and then you have to renegotiate afterwards everything, and it it's not balanced. So you need to have a plan um, for that in the beginning. I see that mistake all the time. Great point, um, Alden, which which brings me to to my next question. When a startup founder is assessing whether they should take on a proof of concept. With the, with the large corporate, what is the criteria that they should assess whether this is a proof of concept that they should spend their most valuable resource, which is time on right now versus not? And it's not just taking a look, oh, it's coming from Equinor, it's coming from Shell, it's coming from BP. Let me move forward with it. Um, I always say that there has to be financial commitment. There has to be money out of the pocket from the partner. If we deliver you know, what we say we're gonna deliver, the partner has to provide some financial commitment in the end. And, and I see that as one of the problems that startups get so excited by having a big corporate as a potential partner, and they see the proof of concept as their first step, so they forget getting that into the contract. And that might kill them, because in the end, they might be close to getting out of money, and other investors can move, move in and take advantage there. So it's, it's a really dangerous game. And you have to have good advisors here to help you through that phase. Um, I think the first proof of concept that you need as a startup company is that the partner is really putting money at the table because putting money at the table is the first proof of concept. Because if you provide value, then the partner is ready to pay for it. And secondly, I think it is extremely important to define clearly and maybe even to write it down in order to get even clearer about this point what the startup expects as a benefit for, for itself from this uh, proof of concept. And if there is not a clear um, outcome and a clear perspective, uh, also for, for, the, for the business you can do after that, I would simply not do it because you are not doing proof of concept for the sake of itself. You, you do it because you wanna, you wanna get some business after that or whatever you wanna get. But if you don't get anything that is valuable to justify the investment, I would rather leave it. Uh, Alden, do you, do you see any challenges for um, startups, as you said, at this early stage? Because the DNA, the dynamics of a, of a startup at this stage is a lot different than a large corporate. Excellent question. And the short answer is, is yes. <laughs> you know, the procurement department in a big uh, energy company or bank or whatever, it can basically kill a startup because it's you know, 500 pages. And you, you can't process that if you're a five-person team. So the DNAs of a large corporations and a startup is just completely different. But uh, 
There's also questions, of course, about freedom. Is it good to be associated with Equinor or Shell or, 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 you know, or, or BP or any other large corporation that works with you? I would argue absolutely. I would, but I know there's different views on this. I know that and I respect that. Thank you. Uh, Christoph, uh, what about your approach when you were um, fundraising and taking a look? I mean, you're a majority of B2C place. What was your approach from an investor perspective when you were looking for investors at early stage? Um, our experience is basically that we've been focusing on non-corporate venture capital firms first, um, simply because we had a few experiences with big corporates in a very early phase of our company. And we experienced that it's not so easy to combine the good things of the two worlds, the advantages of a startup company with the advantages of a corporate without destroying something on one end. We thought that we wanted to stay as independent as possible. So we, we've been focusing um, very much on non-corporate venture capital firms at the beginning, which was, from my point of view, also good and worked very well for us. Um, at a certain stage, of course, um, it makes sense. And with a certain size, it's also easier to handle that from um, uh, the point of view of a startup company. Um, before we exited, we had uh, three large corporates, strategic corporates um, uh, as shareholders on board. But again, it was kind of balanced because we had three, not one. And um, uh, none had um, uh, a stake that allowed him to influence the strategy of our company alone. Thank you for that. Christoph, you know, I, I think as a lot of us recognize your journey um, with Sonnen is quite a unique journey. And definitely, you know, not a lot of entrepreneurs will go through that journey. So the question that I had for you is, is was there a point in your journey that you thought, I can't make it, I'm, I'm out, I'm quitting? Um, yes and no. I mean, I had daily the moments, and I mean really daily, that where I thought I, I can't make it, where I felt very, very challenged and I could not see a way to, to move forward and succeed, um, uh, which is, from my point of view, also very healthy. At the end of the day, it is key to question yourself and your strategy all the time in order to get better and better and better. It's simply hard. It's not. It's not something that is just given and just happening. You have to work hard on 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 making a success, and uh, this is why I think you need both. You need resilience and you need the ability to question yourself without giving up. Christoph, you represent a very unique success story. You built something that's really cool, right? Shell acquired it. I mean, it's it doesn't happen to many companies. It's a little bit. The apple of the world, right? Not many companies will be able to replicate what you're doing. It's pretty unique. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but so maybe the, the, the principles are the same still. Um, uh, I think that it is really a challenge, but can also be extremely rewarding combining the two worlds of corporate and, and um, startup. All right, gentlemen, Christoph, Auden, thank you very much for joining us today, sharing with us your journeys of successes of failures of how you can impact this energy space um, on a day-to-day -day basis by what you do so we really appreciate your time and appreciate your experience and we hope this is not um, the last time that you come and be guests on, on Franklin. 
Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure and anytime. Thank you.